0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. This is the Maverick podcast and I'm your host, DJ Maverick. Today, we are rolling out the red carpet. We have the very talented Julia Adame. Welcome to the podcast. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you.
0: Very nice. So you are a lender and also branch manager, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Okay.
0: Very cool. So for the 1% of the people out there that don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay, well, I am a mortgage lender, so I specialize in helping people get into their homes. Okay. So I work a lot with the Latino market, first-time home buyers. Um, I am a mommy, so that that is who I am. I've been in the in the business for a long, long time. Yeah,
0: I saw it in the in the bio. <laughs> We're not gonna put it out there. We'll just say a long time. So. Okay. Good. Very cool. So, tell me, before you got into that, let's let's talk a little bit about young julia and who she oh, was wow. and who she was into so okay. take us back into time and tell us about high school what were you into in high school
1: oh wow! Uh, <laughs> uh in high school i really don't know how my peers would describe me i'm yeah. sure that they would give their own opinions but um i was just really a studious person like i love to read i love to okay. history i really can uh, maintain information that I read really well. So I would score really cool. high, like in history and science and things like that. I was like the secretary on the student council and awesome. I've always been like super involved, um, church heavily. Okay. Yeah. My parents were super into church, very Christian. Yeah. So I felt like I was in church every day except for Monday. <laughs> so, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No
0: sports. So all just, you know, uh, you hit know, the books. Or okay. What?
1: Well, you know, it's funny. Actually, I was the trainer for the football team. Really? And the wrestling team. Because in my,
0: okay.
1: young Julia thought she was going to be a doctor. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah, I was cool. taping ankles. Yeah. And- and all of that in high school, cool. so yeah. Very cool, so you wanted to be
0: like a, a sports, like trainer, physical trainer, or something like that? Well, or what? like
1: back then, I mean, I'm gonna age myself, but I was class of 2000. <laughs> yeah. So back then it was called a sports trainer. So uh-huh. I just wanted to just get into the medical field somehow. Got it. And during high school, that was the only way to do it.
0: Cool, but yeah. never sports or music or any extracurricular, like it was all just kind of hidden the books.
1: I mean, something that I have a hidden talent is I can't hold a note. So, yeah, yes, really? in church I was okay. seeing. <laughs>
0: we, we can pull up a karaoke track right here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. A lot of uh, gri- gritos and party yeah. definitely I mean, wore those vocal we, cords down. We've got the class azul
0: right here. So if we need to put some chente or something.
1: <laughs> so Selena, I got you. Okay. I got you. <laughs> Very cool.
0: Awesome. So you were in high school. You were in the books. Mm-hmm. Great grades, I, I assume. Like, what was the plan after that? Were you going to go to college? Did you go to college? Like, what happened after that?
1: Yeah, so I graduated from Ardmore High School, and uh, a lot of my peers were going to college, so it just felt like the natural thing to do was the next step would be college. Sure. So I enrolled in at OU and summer intercession. So I graduated in May, and two weeks later moved into my dorm. Okay. I was like, I got to get out of Ardmore <laughs> right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> yeah. I was in Norman. I was only seventeen. Okay. Yeah, I turned eighteen in August. Wow. But I did summer intercession at OU and I stayed in OU. So that was my, that was my path. Cool. Yeah.
0: And then college undergrad, you were still like, I'm going to be in the med- medical field or what was that like? Well,
1: you know what? Life happened to me in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up getting married.
0: Oh, and wow. Then in after,
1: college? In college. Oh, shortly after that, got pregnant. So uh-huh. I had to leave college and start working. Okay.
2: okay. And
1: uh, yeah, all of that. So I didn't get to finish college. Yeah. So. Okay. I I didn't get to experience all of that fun stuff got that everybody it, yeah. else all got the, All to the experience. partying and stuff. I yeah. was pregnant during all of that, yeah. <laughs> got, it.
0: got it, Yeah, I mean, life happens, but mm-hmm. like, I guess after that, like, what did you go, what did you say? Like, okay, you know, I'm not going to do college. What am I going to do after that? What was your step after that?
1: Right, so I just right away started working and I feel like just luck was in my path that I would just, I just fell into uh, getting into sales. Okay. Um, I answered an ad that was looking for bilingual sales when I was like, 20 or 21. I was super young. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't know I was good at sales at all. And I would get all these awards for being top sales. And I think I just kind of just fell into my career on accident. Now, of course, it was the universe setting my path. Right. Sure. But I didn't know that back then. So (laughs) that's funny, because I think if you
0: look at life, everything is a negotiation. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you're constantly negotiating everything, whether it's like, you know, you're negotiating your time, Mm -hmm. negotiating like you you know where you're going with your friends or, mm-hmm. or if you got you know extracurricular activities or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same? Like everything's a negotiation, or how do you look at life?
1: I feel like um, life is definitely a lot of lessons, right? And mm-hmm. I feel like life does teach you, like what you said, negotiating. For me, it would be choices. So I, yeah, I mean, like now I'm, I'm 39, so yeah. I've, I've, I've gone through a lot. As we said we weren't going to age you. We said
0: we're going to keep that on the DL. <laughs> You're letting out all the secrets.
1: That's okay. I look good for my age, so yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Cool. So, Very cool. but yeah, I feel like to me, it, I agree with you as negotiations and, and a lot of choices.
0: Cool. So how did you end up in the mortgage field? How did that happen?
1: So I, um, a friend of mine actually got me a job um, scheduling trucks, moving trucks. Okay. And uh, the job was very relaxed. So on break time, I would scroll the internet, seeing what else was out there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was a bank looking for bilingual people. So I answered the ad, and uh, little did I know that was bilingual mortgage salespeople.
0: Oh, so you didn't even know like, didn't what even type know of sales? I didn't at all. I oh, just wow. knew,
1: number one, I was bilingual. Number yeah. two, I was good at sales. Yeah,
0: check, check. Yeah, so I was like, go <laughs> yeah. for the
1: interview. I got the job. And this was back before the recession. Okay. So this was back when mortgages were huge the 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 big players were like countrywide home loans and ameriquest and all of those people so i got into the business during the refinance boom okay so this
0: was before like people were kind of getting those mortgages that the house wasn't really the equity wasn't there or was this after that
1: this was this was that
0: that was that okay (laughs) so people were getting themselves into a loan that really the the house wasn't like the equity wasn't there basically yeah, yeah. So
1: when I got into the mortgage business, actually it was doing the refinances. Mm-hmm. So people were buying their houses at 7% interest rate, 8% wow. interest rate. So when the refinance boom happened, rates had dropped to 5%. Yeah. So everybody in the world wanted a refinance, Refin- right? Yeah. So um, come to find out I was really good at that. Mm-hmm. So I had different companies recruit me. Okay. So the one that recruited me next was the big one, countrywide home loans is like a massive lender. And I went and worked for Countrywide for two years. I learned a lot. And that was the company that was the, yeah, the uh, you don't have to give us your income. No problem.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. if you have
1: a good credit score, you right. don't have to tell us where you work. You wow. don't have to tell us about where your money's coming yeah. from. That's dangerous. It was a whole other yeah. world. Well, yeah, yeah. and then that, that kind of lending caused the... Uh, recession. Okay. Yeah. Got
0: it. But you were never on the sales side of the, the selling homes, like real estate, you were on the, always on the lending side. I've
1: always been on the lending side. Yeah. So it's crazy how my path ended up that way because had I become a realtor, you know, I'm really, I'm really good with people. I'm really good at sales. Uh, So I would have kicked but as a realtor. (laughs) But, uh, you know, my path has been through lending and I've just, I've stuck with it. Very cool.
0: And now you you sort of have your own branch. You have two offices, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So
1: we just opened uh, an office with uh, uh, UConn. Okay. So we're partnering up with a real estate company and uh, they need a bilingual person, lender specifically. Cool. So I am uh, officing there twice a week. And then our, um, heart and soul is on the South side of Oklahoma city. So we have an office on 33rd and Western.
0: Got it. So Uh if someone random says, Hey, Julia, what makes you different? What makes you different than all these lenders? What's, what's sort of your answer for that?
1: Um, I'm putting you on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Give me your elevator pitch here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, um, well, first of all, experience, right? I've been in it so long. I've closed over, shoot, like, at least thirteen hundred loans. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Very so, cool. um, But that's a lot of experiences, yeah. right? So if you come to us, my team and I, like, you're gonna, you're gonna know that we're gonna be someone that knows what we're doing, and hopefully try to find a way to get the loan done. Yeah. Also, I've been really involved with the community. You know, that's how. A lot of people know me is because I've also been involved with a nonprofit organization. So, besides lending and besides being a mom, besides working out, do all the other things that I do. Yeah, we haven't even gotten into the workout. We're (laughs) going to dive into that. Yeah. Besides doing everything else that I do, I love my community because when I started in the business, there were hardly any bilingual people. Really? Especially lending. Yeah. There were a handful of realtors and Half of that lending, you know, a pinch of lenders. Sure. So um, I've always been a passion of mine, my community in Oklahoma City, although I'm not from Oklahoma City, uh, helping people from the community. So, like, I've been on the board of the Girl Scouts of Western Oklahoma. Cool. Uh, I launched the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals here in Oklahoma City. I saw that. So that's just like uh-huh. an
0: association f- umbrella for everybody involved in real estate, like Hispanic Well, there's a national
1: organization for Hispanic real estate professionals. Okay. And then I launched the local chapter, Got the Oklahoma it. City chapter. So I did okay. that for two years. Cool. And then... Um, and now I'm still on the board of the Latino agency.
2: Wow. Yeah. Okay. So
1: I love that. Uh, yeah. Every t- every holiday, everything, any, anything special that pops up, I try to do a giveaway and you know yeah. give, keep those give traditions back. alive,
0: right? Like yeah. that, That's sort of a way to keep traditions alive. Mm-hmm. Get involved with the community, like you yeah. said. Yeah. Right? So
1: and, and there's a lot of people that tell me like I don't see anybody, no other lenders doing that. Yeah. For and sure. so I think that's also what sets me apart too. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Very cool. Yeah. So let's say I'm a new home buyer. Walk me through the process, what I need to do to get prepared, right? Because uh, I think that you sort of have to set yourself up maybe even maybe a couple of years ahead of time, right? To get your score where it needs to be, mm. to get your uh, finances, to get um, yeah. basically also don't go buy, buy a new car, right? Like if you're in the middle <laughs> of a house, don't go buy a new car, right? That's probably not a recommended thing, right?
1: You know what? <laughs> I, I feel like with Latinos our obstacles are a little bit more heavy yeah right than non-latinos because if you are a latino home buyer that is an adult and just came from a different country to hear your preparedness for home buying is going to be different from someone that was born and raised here, like you and I. Sure. Right? Sure. Yeah. So I think, like with Latinos, we have a lot more obstacles when it comes to home buying. So, yes, like you said, it's a year in the making. Like, I have my son is 20 and he just bought I his did first home. I see that. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Very so cool. Yeah. I started him at 18. As wow. soon as he was 18, I have a really good friend of mine. Her name is Alma Cooper uh-huh. and she's part of Joe Cooper Car Dealership. Okay. So when Christian turned 18, I went to her and I was like, hey, he needs to get a car. I'm going to co-sign for him. To
0: establish that credit. To establish
1: the credit. I was like, make sure he's on that loan. And she Mm -hmm. went out of her way and and took care of that. Cool. So my son, since he was 18, has had a car payment on his credit. Awesome. Uh, Thank God he hasn't discovered credit cards yet, (laughs) Christian. (laughs) I'm kind of a fan,
0: all right? So I know there's a misconception that credit cards are evil, but if you use I mean, them just like you would your debit card yeah but then pay them off at the end of the month yeah like that i mean you get rewards you get points you get cash back yeah. you just have to like pay it off at the end of the month that's it but you're literally i mean just i'm like, yeah. you're like <laughs> i mean like I, I just think a lot of people leave a lot on the table uh-huh. by just using your bank account right and you put uh, your yeah. your bank account at risk too if it gets hacked if you're Your funds have to be frozen or whatever. That's a really good point. So I use credit cards for everything, but I pay it at the end of the month. So
1: that's a really um, good point. So one thing that a lot of, there's a misconception about the whole charging the card and then paying it off in full. Yeah. So your credit report gives you credit through a couple ways and credit cards are great because they give you uh, points by two different ways. So the first one is making your payments on time, right? That's one way to get good credit. But a credit card also helps because it gives a limit, right? Yeah. It reports a limit, and then it reports your balance.
0: Right. So
1: to get good credit, you have to show that you don't need money.
0: Right. You so, don't need money. So your, your utilization, basically. Your, yes. Like, what would you recommend? Below ten percent?
1: Thirty percent.
0: Below thirty percent. Okay. Well,
1: no, like you keep thirty percent. Okay. But never go over fifty percent. Yeah,
0: for sure. Don't ever. Yeah. Do that.
1: So yeah. I would keep, you know, so I tell my clients. Get a credit card, uh, a secured credit card. So let's say it's somebody that's just now starting, right? Yeah. You can go to your local bank and uh, tell them you need a secured credit card and you have to deposit some money. Let's say $200. Sure. And they'll give you a secured credit card for $200. Mm -hmm. Your credit report's not going to say this is a secured credit card. Right. It's not. It's just going to say credit card limit 200 and yep. then this is the balance right so i tell them go fill up your tank of gas which now it's not 30 bucks anymore now it's <laughs> no. 70 bucks yeah,
0: yeah yeah it's a little bit challenging right now yeah. but like they're literally just going to use that card instead of their bank card right Right.
1: so they go fill up a tank of gas let's say 70 dollars yeah. now right and they <laughs> if get- you drive a mama
0: Luna, if you drive a big truck right <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah that's 120 at <laughs> least yeah. i don't yeah. my, i filled up my take yesterday it was like 68 bucks yeah. so i was like gosh dang <laughs> yep. and uh Anyway, so when you get the p- the bill, it's going to be like $15 payment. Yeah. You know what? Pay $15. Mm-hmm. And then when the bill comes again, pay whatever the minimum payment is. And then yeah. when that balance is zero, go do it again. Yeah. So that's how you build good credit with credit cards. You can't yep. go and charge $200 in groceries.
0: And then keep it on there for like six months, yeah. 12 months, right? Or
1: pay it off in full yeah. because you don't know when your credit's going to report. So if your credit reports when that balance is zero, uh-huh. you've really done nothing. Okay. You haven't so shown payment So history, you wanted
0: right? to have a little bit on there to reflect that you used the card, basically.
1: Yes, and that you don't need all of the limit.
0: Yeah, that's key. Right? Yeah.
1: Because one of the reasons why people's credit score drops because of inquiries mm-hmm. is because it looks like you need money.
0: Cool. So, inquiry happens anytime you apply for anything, right? Like right. an auto loan, a yes. credit card. Uh-huh. What else might trigger that?
1: Um, rent a center. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, you know, cell phones, uh, right? I think so cell phones, cell phones maybe, right? uh, but those are, some of those may be soft inquiries, but yeah. you have places now that finance the cell phones. Yeah. So yeah. So just, you know, just be careful who you have, pull your credit. But right. if you are someone that needs money and you're applying, 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 that's why they drop your score.
0: It's, you look risky, right? Cause they're yeah. like, Oh, what's going on with Luis? You he look, keeps applying for all these credit exactly. cards. He must be in trouble. Yes. Right?
1: So they yeah. then in turn drop your score. Got it. Uh Okay.
0: So that's kind of what we're talking about. It's a year in the making because you don't Mm -hmm. want all those inquiries to be on there right before you're trying to get a house basically. Right.
1: Right. So whenever we're pre-approving you, we don't really look at uh, how many people have pulled your credit. We will say, did you get new loans? Because we see somebody else is pulling credit. Right. But I think like if you're a year out from buying, definitely know what your credit score is and also make sure that you have history reported onto your credit. Got it. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I have a 700. I have great credit. Yeah. But your history and the amount of credit you have also matters. So mm-hmm. underwriters like to see three accounts open for 12 months.
0: Okay. Cool. Yes. And I think even like the mixture of accounts, right? Like some mm-hmm. they like to see like a mixture of like yeah. long term versus short term, like well loans revolving and, versus yeah.
1: installment. So like your traditional car loan is going to be installment. It's okay. going to be this is the balance, this is the payment. He makes a payment, the balance goes down, right? Cool. Your credit cards are called revolving because they can move. Yeah. All you know throughout the process, so they like Got to see it. a good mixture of that.
0: Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. So let's say. All right. I did my job. I got my credit scores good. Mm-hmm. I'm showing some utilization. How much do I need to save for like a potential home? Like how, what do you recommend there? Is that just depending on what budget you're looking at for a home or how does that work?
1: So yes, <laughs> it does depend on the budget. Yeah. Um, I always tell my clients uh, right now, they probably need to save Anywhere from 12 to 14,000. Okay. The reason why is because uh, sellers are the, it's called a seller's market right now. Yeah, it's Uh, crazy right now. It's crazy right now. So since they are competing with other buyers on the same house, they have to be willing to pay their own closing costs. Got it. Now, two years ago, you could ask the seller to pay for your closing costs and yeah. the seller would say yes or no. But most of the time it was yes, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it. now it's no. So buyers have to be prepared with their own down payment, own, their own closing costs. If they're using down payment assistance, then they only need enough to pay their own closing costs, which is anywhere from six to $7,000. Okay.
0: Yeah. And it depends if you're a first time buyer too, right? Like there's different like programs, right? If you're a first time or no. You know
1: what? The rules have changed completely that okay. uh, the, the grants are don't have a first time homebuyer requirement. Okay. Now there are special loans that do require a first time homebuyer, but the grants to get the money, uh, some of them don't have that requirement anymore. So you can actually buy your next house and use a grant.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Now what about, uh, like employment history? Do I need to be at my job for a certain amount of time before? Like, do I look riskier if I like, I just got a new job like three months ago, or does that even matter?
1: You know what? That's a really good question. And every lender is different. Okay. So like w- with us, you have to show a two year work history, but it does not have to be the same job. Okay. So what we do is we're like, okay, where were you in 2020? Mm-hmm. Where were you in 2021? Where are you now? Got it. And if it adds up to two years, then we're happy. The only thing that does affect our home buyers is if they w- are through a temp agency, because okay. you know, some of those big, larger companies, they want all of their employees to go through a temp agency. Sure, they, yeah. You got to wait till they actually hire you on as an employee. Okay. Once you're hired on, we're good to go.
2: Cool. I mean, all did right.
1: you know that you could buy a house with the offer letter?
2: What to is a that? Job? Explain so, that.
1: So let's say I move. somebody's moving here from Dallas and they have a job waiting for them at Boeing. Okay. And so Boeing will give us a letter that says Oh, so
0: like a job offer. Offer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Even, before even, even before you even start before you even start. You just okay. have to
1: start within thirty days of clo- of you closing on the house. Got
0: it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So it's a so I didn't the, know that yes. Yeah.
1: A lot of people don't know that. And they're right now there a lot of people have in their head, I have to be on my job six months.
0: Yeah. That's
1: only if you've had a gap of employment. So let's say yeah. in twenty twenty one you took off a year then you would have to be at your current job for six months.
0: So what I've, what I've read, and I don't know if it's a myth or not, you tell me, but I read if you're going from like a W-2 job to another W-2 job, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter about the length, like as long as you're going. But maybe if you're going to a W-2 job to being an entrepreneur, then they might see that as a bigger risk. I don't know if that's true or not. That's kind of what I've read.
1: I mean, it's very true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because you're going from guaranteed income right. to uh, income of, you don't know <laughs> who knows yeah, right yeah. so yeah no that's that's a big deal so okay. if you're trying to buy a house uh you know keep your keep your stable income job until you do that the reason why is because when you switch over to a self-employed person you have to prove stability in your income and that takes two years okay so if
0: you're an entrepreneur uh, you have to show two years basically if yes. you being an entrepreneur
1: yes okay yeah because your income varies right sure and, and it and uh, the entrepreneur usually has the most expenses their first year launching their business. Yeah. So it's really not even a true reflection of income because when you file your taxes, you're going to file all those expenses, true. right? So, yes, the way the requirement is only two years. Now, okay. should you do it within two years? It's really up to you. Yeah. Because you may not
0: be approved for a bigger As much loan, as you want. Right? Yeah, yeah,
1: because your first year is not going to show that much income. Got it. Right. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cool. All right. So you walk me through that and now i'm like okay i am ready to start looking at houses do i do pre-approval before we even look at houses like how long does that pre-approval sort of is good for i guess is my question
1: yeah the first step is getting pre-approved for your home loan because you you have to know what price of a home because there's some gorgeous homes out there yeah but they may not be within your budget right Mm -hmm. so it's good to know this is my price point this is my budget and then go house shopping and that's what we do when we pre-approve we say okay this house is this house payment okay this house needs this much money and then we decide do you have it or not can you or not and then send you out with a realtor which is a licensed person yeah. to go and show you the homes that are within your budget
0: cool very yeah. cool and how good how long is that good for let's say i go ahead and do that but it's been a few months and i still don't see a house that i you know sort of I, i'm crazy about like how good is that pre-approval
1: you know what? That has happened so much right now. Yeah. Our, our pre-approved buyers are taking a while to find a house. And the reason why is because they see a house and they're like, well, we, we, went, we asked to make an offer, and it's already sold. So yeah. now they got to start all over again and looking yeah. for a house. And
0: some people right now um, are paying above uh, asking price. They right? are, that yeah. That is crazy to me.
1: It's crazy, yeah. right? This so. is not California, people. <laughs> right? Calm <laughs> yeah. down, Oklahoma. Yeah, calm, calm down. down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get it. So, um, yeah, it is taking a while. So we tell all of our buyers, as long as nothing changes, if your credit's stays the same, which thank God nowadays people have credit karma. They can monitor their credit. Back when I started in the business, there was not that.
0: Uh, People were like,
1: I don't know how my credit is. And it's like, let's just pull it and find out, right? What
0: about uh, did anybody (laughs) show up to closing and then they pull up in a new car?
1: that's happened
0: yeah has that happened to you
1: <laughs> my client knows who he is Uh-oh. the one that pulled up Uh-oh. in some brand new rims and he's got the closing.
0: oh so he financed some rims <laughs> yeah. oh no now he spent got...
1: some of his money on some rims
0: <laughs> <laughs> some of his closing costs yeah money? Oh, yeah no. some of his
1: money uh-uh. but uh anyways no but he was fine he closed yeah. just fine but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah like we tell you at the beginning i have like a do and do not do list that i send to every one of on my yeah. pre buyers, and it's like don't spend your money don't quit your job. Yeah,
0: don't buy a new car. Don't buy a new
1: car. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. So we try to, of any. You know, like okay. prevent them, like yeah. caution them. Don't do these things because it could hurt you. Cool. Yeah.
0: Okay. Very cool. So, what do you think about the people right now that are sort of paying above asking? Like, is that going to lead to trouble? Like, if the home equity doesn't go up compared to their loan amount, is that a risk? You think?
1: I mean, um, well. Yes, but it depends on how aggressive we are. You know, okay. back when I started in the business, uh, people were aggressively paying over price. Mm-hmm. And I had experience uh, helping people in California and Florida because, you know, I was with Countrywide, just a nationwide lender. Sure. So I would have clients in Florida, California. So I got to see how crazy it was there. It is a little crazy here, but we're not as aggressive as those places.
2: Okay. If
1: we get as if we do get as aggressive as them, the same it's thing trivial. that happened to them will happen to us. Yeah. Where when the recession hit, foreclosures happened, mm-hmm. which means people couldn't afford their homes anymore. They had to sell them. They had to just walk away from them. Um, so I hope that doesn't happen here.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, but we are. I'm seeing the buyers pay more than what the price is. The good thing about Oklahoma is that our homes have consistently gone up in value, but at a conservative pace. It used to be 3% a year. Now, of course, it's jumped up because of, you know, 2020, 2021. But, um, you know, I mean, some people may be upside down for a little bit. Yeah. You know, so, I mean.
0: Okay. I wondered about that (laughs) because, I mean, if the, and and also, too, the the bank is the one that's loaning you the money, right? So if you're paying above price the Mm -hmm. the bank is aware of that so yes we
1: are so a lot of buyers that do pay above price they have to show they have enough money to pay the difference okay because we can only loan on whatever's less the price that you negotiated on your contract or the appraised
0: value got it okay Mm -hmm. very cool awesome what do you think about uh do they still offer like variable rate loans? Is Absolutely. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm a little sketched out about those. What are your thoughts about those? I mean,
1: I'm going to be honest. I haven't done an adjustable rate in probably 10 years. Okay. Ah, Nobody so that's, really That's good hear. Yeah. Clients really don't like that. Yeah. But it is good. If you are a person that's only planning to live in the home for a certain amount of time. Okay. So let's just say you are a person that you have a job assignment here for two years. Okay. Get you a, three-year adjustable because the, the benefit to adjustable rates is your interest rate is going to be lower yeah okay. right so if you're planning to only live here two to three years get you an adjustable rate because when you leave you're selling the house and you're out of here okay or some people refinance into a fixed rate got it so it has its benefits it's not scary you
0: just have to know you just have to be, have a plan i guess yes uh, and you
1: have to be a, a very uh, mindful person of your own finances right it. yeah okay
0: cool can you give us any house hacks like is there any like <laughs> hacks that you can do whether it be a negotiation oh. or a, I also see like house hacking where people get like uh, a duplex or something where like p- they rent out like half of the house and it basically pays for their mortgage or something yes I've-
1: so my big, my favorite house hack is whenever I have return buyers come back to me okay. so they're like Julia oh, yeah, I want to start investing or um, so I'm like your first house is should be your first investment property. Got
0: it. So you recommend people hold on to it. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay.
1: Um and that's what I did with my first home. I um moved, I had to uh, upgrade a home because of my having children and the family mm-hmm. growing. So I took that first home and turned it into an investment property. Oh, very cool. That wasn't the best experience. <laughs> no,
2: <laughs> you're not. A I'm fan not made of to of, be uh, a landlord. No?
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but right. but yeah, that's what I did, and I recommend that to every single one of my clients that are first time home buyers. Is look at your first home as your future. First investment property. Okay. That's great advice. Yeah. Because um, the rule, not the rule, not the rule, but on average, people move every eight years. Okay. So, and the reason why is because your family grows and your income grows. So you end up growing out of your first home. Yeah. Eventually you will. Sure. So uh, just keep keep that in mind. Yeah.
0: Cool. I've read somewhere that if you move, I think it's like five times, maybe five times, that you'll basically have a paid off home. Because oh, wow. the, equity, the that, equity that you're gaining every time you move, uh-huh. I don't know if that works out or not mathematically. <laughs> but in my head, I could see where that could work because you you start at something, it, you know, it gains equity. You uh-huh. use that equity to buy something else, and then if you do that five times, you'll have a paid off house. I, I don't know.
1: You have to be a disciplined person to do that. But absolutely. moving sucks. I agree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? I was actually moving like every four years. Yeah, I loved it. Like I. Okay. If it wasn't for me having baby Halo, I would have been out of that house. Oh yeah, a long time ago. But okay. it was a blessing cool. to keep that house because cool. <laughs> she get needed to, that room. <laughs> you probably get
0: to see all the cool deals before like they come on market, right? Or well,
1: the realtors do. Realtors. I don't get to really see that stuff. Okay. but I'm lucky that they they share their stories right. with me. Yeah,
0: yeah, because yeah, you've got a very big network, right? So that's sort yeah. of something. I would say a reason why people should go through you is because Mm -hmm. you know so many people. Yeah. And if they're looking for a realtor, if they're looking for somebody Mm -hmm. to maybe do some upgrades or something, I'm sure you've got all kinds of connections, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I've been in the business a long time. So, you know, if I have a client call me and they're like, oh, well, I need a rent first and then buy. I mean, I know a great property management company where I just call them and say, here you go. So, cool. yeah, I mean, it's good to work with someone that's been in the business for a while because we just make things easy for you. Mm-hmm. It looks easy. Yeah. It just took yeah. a long time to get there. Yeah, right? definitely. <laughs> cool.
0: All right. Let's talk about your your workout and your dedication there. How did that start? Because I see you're always grinding no matter what.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: you've got a super busy schedule. So yeah. how did that come about?
1: So, um I've just always liked working out. Like, I've had, yeah. tra- I've always hired trainers. So, throughout okay. my workout uh, career, I guess, Yeah. I've had four different trainers. So far, um, the one I've been with a while is Mike Fulson. We work out at a four star. Okay. And uh, the trainers, I mean, what that does is it just sets in motion everything. So, I really believe that exercise helps you with um, body, mind, and spirit. Sure. It actually just sets the, tone for throughout everything that i do in my day okay so whether that's um committing to something at my business or committing to the working out or committing to a the new, maverick
0: podcast the maverick podcast <laughs> yeah it just
1: it just really changes your whole mindset right I because see. you're actually pushing yourself physically cool. so you're pushing yourself beyond physical pain and that has to do with your mind right yeah so um working out is Cool. How it makes you healthy.
0: Are you a morning workout person? <laughs> Do you like to get it out? Like, you know... In the morning, get it out of the way. Or yeah, you, yeah,
1: I do, but okay. I will work out at night because I am a mom. You mm-hmm. know, I have a one-year-old baby, so not all the time does she allow me to work out. Yeah, yeah. When I would hope so, but I usually set my alarm like at six fifteen, and okay. that's my time to get up and do some working out. I can't go to the gym all the time. Yeah. So most of my workouts are at home. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So at home, like I'll do cardio at home. Um, I have weights at home, mm-hmm. uh, bands, and things like that. Cool. And then I have a, a trainer that sends me workouts to do at home besides Mike at the gym. So I'm I'm 100% okay. dedicated cool. to. It. I love it. I love it. Yeah.
0: I see the dedication. Well, so, I have to uh, tell
1: you a, a funny story. So, um, when I was 12 or 13, I was super overweight. Like no I was I was, really? in, I was in middle. I was a chubby middle schooler. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I love my mom's tortillas. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me about
0: it. Me too. (laughs) Story of my life. I still love him. As you can see, I still
1: love Yeah, My mom mom was the best cook dude. She was awesome. So um, anyways, I got really chubby and I decided by myself, uh, I I need to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And my dad was a great example because my dad would, he had this little area in the house where he would just work out by himself. That's awesome. He never invited us to work out with him, but we would see that, right? Yeah. So on my own, I was like, you know what? I'm going to lose weight. So I quit eating my mom's tortillas, and Man. then whatever she cooked, I would just eat a little bit. Just
0: cold turkey, you're like, no more tortillas. Yes, yeah? and then
1: um, in the back of the house, I was the girl that lived by the trailer, by the railroad tracks. Oh yeah. So I would actually go to the back, and I would run up and down. Wow. Up and down, and then I would go in my, where my dad had his weights, and I would work out. Okay. And I lost a lot of weight on my own during a cool. summer. During summer, so I've just always had that. Yeah. Uh, just on my own, push and motivation. Yeah. Okay. Now, throughout my life, I have gained weight, drop weight, gained weight, drop weight. But as mm-hmm. of right now, I've been pretty consistent.
0: Cool. Yeah. Is the, the trainer sort of a hack for sort of staying like motivated and making sure you stay on target? Or
1: yes. Yeah. So my trainer is my trigger. So okay. if I ever not have a trainer, I've seen that I will gain weight.
0: Got so it. as
1: soon as I hire a trainer, it just mentally puts me back in motion. They
0: hold you accountable, right? Oh, yeah. pff,
1: that dude gives me no credit. <laughs> no? Like I'll walk in and I'm like, I've lost five pounds. And he's like,
0: he's like, he's like, get wa- on your meal plan. Water, water weight. He's something.
1: like, <laughs> he won't even tell me like, congratulations. No? <laughs> He'll I mean, he's like, are you following your meal plan? Man. And then I'm like, no <laughs>
0: Jeez, that's tough. Yeah.
1: yeah, he gives me zero credit, yeah. so, so I just pat myself on the back because ain't nobody else doing yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure.
0: Especially if if you're working that hard mm-hmm. and like a little number like that, like it messes with your head, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, but um anyways, he he's awesome. Cool. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I would say that probably what you eat is sort of like even probably even more important, right? Than the oh workout. my
1: gosh. Um, Tell us
0: about that. How does that work? Well, honestly, especially being so busy. Yeah.
1: yeah. So. Oh, so you want to hear my food routine? Yeah, okay. yeah, because that's always
0: my excuse. I'm like, oh, I'm too busy. I can't yeah. food prep. It's just too hard. Like, tell me tell me what you do.
1: <laughs> okay, so at the office we have eggs uh-huh. and a microwave. And that's all you need. So that's like, it. That's it. So in the morning I'll crack three egg whites, a uh-huh. little bit of water, put it in the microwave. So I'll have egg whites for, for I breakfast. I wish I had
0: the Rocky theme here. To, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when he takes the, out of the yeah, blender. <laughs>
2: I, I wish I was that
1: good. No, my eggs got to be cooked. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'll eat egg whites and then I'll have like prepackaged snacks or like a probiotic yogurt or Greek yogurt. Okay. And then now I've been meal prepping. So that's the thing is that you have to prep. Yeah. Okay. So when I don't prep, you know what I like to eat? What Next is that? door, I have a regio, a regio pollo. Okay. Okay. And I'll go there and I'll get a caldo de pollo. Uh-huh. So, to me, that's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's
0: just, yeah, it's just vegetables and chicken. It's just and vegetables chicken. and pollo. Yeah. Yeah. Or
1: I'll get the pollo rostizado. Uh-huh. And then I will eat off of that for like three with, days. With
0: some tortillas and maiz and some Oh, I have to cut out the tortillas. And...
1: <laughs> I eat like the pollito and Yeah. And that's what I'll eat.
0: So, you do the rice. I do yeah? the rice. Yes, okay. yes, I do
1: the rice. Okay. And then when I go home, you know, I have a mom, so I have to yeah. cook for my kids so whatever I cook for them, I will eat just a small portion. So probably okay. the worst meal of the day is when I cook dinner for the kids because they're not going to eat. Yeah. you know what I eat, right? Right. And then of course you have the weekend, which is the brunch, That's the mimosa. That's Yeah.
0: <laughs> what do you do there?
1: I mean, I, I brunch and I mimosa, okay. but okay. Okay.
0: so you got <laughs> to you got to give Monday a little. Monday through
1: Friday, I'm yeah. strict. But you can feel the change in your body. Yeah. Like whenever you're eating lean, you feel lean. But whenever you're eating bad, you feel sluggish. Okay. And so you, so can you actually, feel
0: more more energetic when yes, you're when
1: you okay. eat lean. Okay. Yeah. So it's cool. like no dairy, no carbs. Yeah,
0: man, no dairy either. I always mm-hmm. say that's protein. No, I mean I get it. I mean I love my dairy. I'm not <laughs> yeah. knocking that kind of food cheese, at all. Cheese, is my. Um, che, I love cheese. Cheese I love and chocolate. Cheese. Or... Yes,
1: dark chocolate. I had yeah. a piece of dark chocolate today. Yeah. I'm a big fan of chocolate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. but
1: food is definitely the the biggest thing when it comes to health and losing weight. Yeah, is uh, your food. Yeah. I always hear
0: that you can't outrun outrun your fork. You can't. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's true. <laughs> like it's you can true. be in the gym like seven days a week, but if you're yeah. not eating right, like. Yeah. And yeah. it's just
1: tweaking little changes. Right. So that all comes to discipline, which a lot of people struggle with, including myself. Yeah. Commitment and then habits.
0: Got it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I always say that uh, like Chipotle is kind of like healthy because you can do the bowl <laughs> thing. So that's usually my thing. Or, like getting a burger, but a lettuce wrap burger.
1: Oh, I love so. bread, bun. I call them bunless burgers. Yeah. Like, In N Out does it too. Tuckers, In N Out. Yeah. 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 That's good. kind of
0: my hack. So. Mine too. But yeah, I like I'm probably that. not doing as good a job as what you are. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you can. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. So, I always see that you're busy with that. And then you're also super busy with the branding mm-hmm. of your, your, you take it really serious, right? Like, your branch and sort of your image and mm-hmm. and even like the people that work with you, right? Like they're um, involved with all that too, right? So I love my people. Tell us about that, yeah.
1: Um. So I have a really good friend and he's actually uh, also a financial advisor of mine. He told me years ago, he's like, you need to stop branding the company you're with. Oh, uh, okay. Because as mortgage lenders and realtors do this too, we get recruited by different companies. That's so, a great
0: point. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I can be like Julia Dame with ABC Mortgage. And right. ABC Mortgage is great. ABC Mortgage. And then a year later, I'm with XYZ Mortgage. And yeah. they're like, whoa, why, why did you leave? And it. So, I mean, the business is built around me, cool. you know, my experience, what I know, what I do. Um. So, who cares who the mortgage company is? Right. Because all they do is just underwrite the loan and fund the loan at the end of the day i'm the one that's bringing the clients in servicing the clients right so he gave me this great advice years ago where he's like you need to brand yourself yeah stop branding these companies so that's what i've done
0: that's very cool yeah and and i see that you do it like every day, like you're, you're, you're (laughs) constant, right? With that. So do you manage all your social media or does your team help you out with that? Like, how's that work?
1: So, um, I do a lot, but I have a specific person on staff that, that's their first task of the day is Got to it. get our branding out, cool. you know, get all of that ready. So if you follow me on Snapchat, that's all me. Okay. Um, if you follow the business page, that's my yeah. staff. Shout them
0: out. Shout them out. If people want to follow you. Alejandra.
1: Right you. Oh no, I shout out my girl first. Okay. <laughs> right. yeah. uh, my Snapchat is Julia MRTG girl. Um, and then my Instagram is Adame.team. Facebook is adame team. Okay. So feel free to follow us on there. Uh, we try to put out as much content as we can every day. Um, we work really hard to try to keep you entertained and educated. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Cool.
0: I like that. So is that the best way to get in contact with you through social or do you prefer email, telephone? Like what's the best or any of those?
1: Honestly, um, any way the client prefers i mean we're monitoring the social media yeah. all day okay and then uh, of course text and cell phone we're available yeah. there too so
0: yeah because now like nobody's looking through the yellow pages for like a mortgage oh god know, right? no. <laughs> yeah and nobody Everybody's emails like, anymore
1: yeah. by the way right right
0: so now it's like ig probably dm, yes, DM right? us yeah.
1: text us call the office um uh what else I mean people really don't do in person anymore since COVID since COVID. Okay. Um which has been great for us because it just makes us more efficient. We could take care of more clients.
0: So you just faster. set up like a Zoom call. Yeah, to... we
1: prefer Zoom or FaceTime. Okay. Um Okay. So yeah, if anybody like is like I have to come in, I'm like I'll just FaceTime you the same <laughs> yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: Cool. Yeah. I also see that you have a big uh love for traveling. Is that true? Like Oh my gosh. Yeah? Tell us about that. How did that get started?
1: Um you can blame the old mortgage companies I oh, was yeah? with, yeah. Just
0: because of all the conferences and yeah, stuff or what? Yeah,
1: because yeah. they would send me off to like, well let's just it would it started. It all started with me winning uh, a trip because the mortgage companies that I'm with, if you're a top producer for the company, yeah. they award you with a trip. They're like,
0: tell us, tell us what, what did you achieve? Cause I see that uh-huh. you always like, you know, beat sales, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So
1: what it is is cause I, I am part of mortgage companies that are nationwide. Yeah. So, uh, other loan officers like me, they're in Dallas, they're in Los Angeles, they're everywhere. Wow. Okay. So, and so the company compares all of us.
0: That's so. almost not fair, right? Because if you're in <laughs> Dallas or California, like, yeah. is it based on like sales amount or just sales numbers? They like-
1: they tier it. Okay. Yeah, so they try to balance it out because they know like, hey, Oklahoma's right. home prices are not as large as. Right. You sell or, one house
0: in LA. Yeah. That's like two in Oklahoma or no, something. No dude right? it's like
1: six or seven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I was trying to be a little
0: modest. You know? yeah,
1: yeah so um, but yeah they they tear it off to kind of balance us out. Okay. So Oklahoma we're always going to be unit heavy like uh, the number of houses as sure. opposed to the amount. Okay. Um. But yeah I've been on the top list all the time. Thank goodness. Thank God. Awesome. Uh, thanks Congratulations for, my, for that. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for my realtors and clients that send me people but They've, they, uh, take, they've taken me to Costa Rica. I've gone to Cancun several times. I've, I have mean, I've just gone a lot of different places. Yeah. And since then, it just put in the travel bug of like, I love to be different places. But yeah. that started to my parents because my parents would take us to Mexico every year. And then they would take us on mission trips. I've been to Oaxaca. I've been to all of these places i've slept on the floor yeah i've eaten frijo and negro for breakfast lunch and dinner <laughs> Nice. Yeah, i mean but it's the best it, it hits
0: different when you're in mexico yeah that's true it hits different so yeah.
1: i like I've, I've always been like exposed to that so i yeah. love it i cannot wait for my kids to experience these things cool so yeah
0: is that one of the things that one of the benefits of you kind of doing your own thing is that you can like just take off and go on vacation yeah it's yeah. Like one of the parks.
1: Well, yeah. And the thing is, too, that as lenders, we're not confined to a certain uh, area for work. Because yeah. if I was a realtor, I would I can't show you homes if I'm traveling. True. Right. Yeah. So but with lending, we can just all we need is our laptop and a cell phone and Wi-Fi. Yeah. And You're we good. can help any, anybody. Yeah. So I'm very fortunate that the way the, the business I chose to be in, I can work from a, from anywhere yeah. from McDonald's. From the airport.
0: Costa Rica. From Costa on Rica beach. on the beach. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing that, or do you just create like a bucket list of places you want to go to or just like random? <laughs> you just decide like where you want to go?
1: You know, it's kind of random and yeah. it changes every year. So like I didn't accomplish that goal this year, but one of the goals I had was I wanted to spend send, uh, spend St. Patrick's Day in Chicago.
0: Oh, in Chicago. Or I thought in, you were going to say Ireland. Or, or in Boston. Okay.
1: Or yeah. like one of my other bucket lists is I love Oktoberfest mm. and I want to go to Germany for Oktoberfest. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, like things like that. Yeah. I mean, they don't all revolve around drinking.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm tr- I, did, I was going to say I was starting to know the trend, but, you know, you
1: I, mean, about- <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's always a good time. Yeah. But uh, St. Patty's Day is uh, one of my favorite holidays. Okay. Uh, I call it an Adame holiday now. So, cool.
0: <laughs> why is that? Just, just because, like, you you enjoy sort of the celebration? Yeah. What?
1: Well, like, yes, I love hanging out with my family, and yeah. as Mexicans, what do we usually do when we get together? We, we yeah. drink and hang out, right? But, but not Cinco de Mayo <laughs>
0: for you. Not Dicicese de September for you. You're, you're going... I'm going, you're going Irish. Irish. Okay. I like it.
1: It's the one day a year that <laughs> yeah. I'm not Mexican. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I like those, that kind of make my bucket list that way. And I have friends from everywhere. So they'll say, oh, I went here. I went there. And I'm like, oh, I want to go there. Add it to the list. Yeah. You know, so... That's very cool. Yeah.
0: Is it crazy? Like, are you always having to have that... Sort of computer with you to approve people is it a 24 7 thing is there like i would imagine there's a rush right because if if you don't like approve them or whatever they could potentially lose their house right like somebody else will get it yeah, yeah
1: absolutely so here's the thing is like whenever you rush things um mistakes happen sure so we've set up a process to where there there is a process and we prefer people to follow the process okay because with our experiences if you rush things Either they don't use you, yeah, right? And mm-hmm. you worked on them on a Saturday at 7 p.m. So
0: I can't call you on a Sunday. Hey, Julia, <laughs> uh, did I see this house. I want to close tomorrow, Monday. No?
1: I mean, it, de- <laughs> it depends, right? Yeah. It depends. Uh, everybody's different. Now, have I. Do I work on Saturdays and evenings? Absolutely, all the time. Mm-hmm. Do I work when I'm on vacation? Absolutely, all the time. I'll even Snapchat. Yeah. Working from the airport, working <laughs> from the beach, because we yeah. do, right? So we do try to accommodate rushes. But I always recommend: do not do that. Do everything like let your credit be reviewed, uh-huh. let your income be reviewed. Uh, do what you're supposed to do because the last thing you want is to lose money. Yeah. And then waste your time. And then fall in love with the house and then I'll be able to get it.
0: Or you see another one that's a better deal. Yeah. Right? Because that you rushed, too. Into, you it rushed, and rushed then, into it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think like make sure that your everyone does their due diligence when it comes to buying a home because it is such an expensive investment. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. Did you ever receive any piece of advice that you don't agree with? Like someone said, Hey, if you want to be successful, you gotta do this thing. Was there any like bad advice that you received? If you can think of back like what was the worst advice that anybody gave you?
1: Wow, um, I mean, I've made some bad choices from uh, other people influencing me. Yeah, if that makes sense. So, uh, but that's all. That's me. That's all me, right? Okay. So, but I've been lucky that I've also had good advice from good mentors and people that did want the best for me. Okay. Which have led me to where I am today. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we've all had. Things like that happen to us, but it's just dust it off, learn from it and keep it moving.
0: Cool. Mm-hmm. What are some of the goals that you're working on with, uh, personally, and then also with your Adama team? What are some of the goals you have?
1: Um, so personally, of course, you know, um, I absolutely love my kids. So personally, it's just investing more time in my kids yeah, and them, uh, and, and who they are as people. Um, it's crazy cause I'm single and i've actually spent more time with them than ever really you figure when you have a partner yeah it's two of you working on that but actually for me it's now i'm investing more time in them
0: how do you manage that because if they're doing like let's say soccer games how do you go to everybody's (laughs) soccer game well,
1: okay, I'm lucky now that they're big. So okay. <laughs> like my daughter, who's the most busiest in soccer, because she's in, uh, she plays varsity high school soccer for Mustang High. Okay. And she's in a competitive traveling soccer team. She now drives. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. and then, so now my boys are in sports. So I just go back and forth with my boys. Got it. And then my son, he's 20. He doesn't even live at home anymore. <laughs> so he does okay. his own thing. Cool. But I've been, I've been lucky that I've been able to manage that um the kids don't really like it that i've gotten a hold of technology because now i'm like i have cameras and monitor the ins and outs they're yeah. like who are you talking to <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're like who who are you they, they won't
0: add you back on instagram oh, if you add them and they don't want to back. Dude, i know
1: they have blocked me from all of their stuff but but yeah like um yeah i've, I've tried to keep a, a handle on them but And I always tell my kids, like, I can only do this because I have a team. Yeah. And going back to the whole goals with the team is I want to see them flourish and succeed. I want to see them grow and, you know, from there.
2: Cool. So
1: that's my goal with the team is that every person that comes on that we help each other, right? You're helping me because you are taking care of my clients and a task that maybe I can't do efficiently. Yeah. But then I'm helping you because now you're learning new things and, you know, from there. So, um... I've been really lucky that I've had uh, good good people come on board.
0: That was my next question. Mm-hmm. Is it difficult to find people that are a good fit? Like, how do you know if people are motivated, if they're go-getters? Like, how do you select people to be on your team?
1: You know, I have been the most horrible at selecting assistants. Really? Uh-uh. Oh, I was horrible. <laughs> and, and you know, it's just because I, I'm a salesperson, right? Yeah. I never signed up to be someone's boss.
2: True, right? Yeah. So,
1: whenever I would have to bring on people, I didn't know how to be someone's boss, right? I I knew I was a great so those person I can bring people in, but I, I stepped on my foot a lot at really? the beginning.
2: Okay, and
1: it was go it was having good mentors and good advisors that now I'm a completely different person when it comes to leadership. So um, I've been really lucky that someone um, advised me on, hey, if you need this person to do this task, they need to be this type of personality.
0: Got it. Okay. So you
1: have them take a personality test.
0: Oh, so they have to take a test. Yeah, before oh, wow.
1: I even accept an in-person interview, they take a personality test. Really? So like what's
0: what's one of the questions? Like, do you, do you know one of the questions? <laughs> I mean, there's the no test? right
1: and wrong answer. It could be like, um, hey, if you're going to have these tasks, what's your way of handling it? And they give them four different selections. Okay. So, um, a person can be someone that's like, let's say for example, a networker, that's someone that is very driven, likes to be the life of the party, but not very detail oriented.
2: Right. So
1: if, if my position is sales that I'm hiring for, I'm not going to hire the person that's a, uh, wants to be behind the scenes, right? I'm gonna yeah. hire the networker. Got it. So I'm gonna okay. make sure that personality fits. So cool. and before when I hired assistants, I didn't do that, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, do you know how to answer calls? <laughs> you know how to, nah, yeah. now it's completely different. Now yeah. it's like, take this personality test first, and okay. then we'll look at your resume, and then we'll have you come in person.
0: Because I feel even if, if you're meeting them person to person and you're interviewing them, mm-hmm. I don't really think that that's a good gauge, right? Everybody says that they're they're great with people. They love mm-hmm. like you know going to work. And yeah. we all know that that's not always the case. I'm right? always on time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As they show up late every morning with their Starbucks, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, no, I've, I've become more strategic Got it. in hiring the people. And... Um, so yeah, we I make sure that it's first. So first of all, good person, uh, good personality for that particular position. Yeah. And then, do they meet all the qualifications for that particular position? Cool. And then from there, it's like, is the person coachable, right? Because you don't go to school to become a mortgage lender. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So it's like, okay, is that person going to be someone I can teach that I can coach? And that I could teach th- that can learn these things, right? So that that's how I hire people, and I've been able to to retain and grow and yeah and yeah, like we have a great relationship, you know. Awesome.
0: It sounds like you don't like micromanage at all, right? Like they oh have to God. know like their role and what they're responsible for, but other than that, you're not really micromanaging, right?
1: I cannot know. No. <laughs> that I'm like, if something happens to where I have to say, hey, we're all adults here. Yeah, you expect you know your job you know what you're supposed to be doing. And I always say, don't make me micromanage. Uh, Okay. Because if I have to say that to you, probably not a great (laughs) fit. (laughs) Very
0: true. Very true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. I try to stay out of your way. And if something comes up where, you know, let's, let's say, you know, an issue came up or a client complained or a realtor complained. I don't do the blame game. I don't do that. I don't say, what did you do? Right. Mm -hmm. And um, don't do that again. No, we sit as a team. We said it as a team, we're like, this realtor said they had this and this experience. Yeah. What do you guys, what do y'all think? And then okay. it just starts a conversation. Got it. And we're so, all talking about so it. So
0: your clients are not only like true clients, like home buyers, but it's also like real estate agents. Oh, like. our
1: real estates are, oh God, yeah. our realtors are our number one clients. Oh, really? Yeah. Because okay. Okay. that's who uh, refers us business.
0: Got it. So okay.
1: yeah, no, we want to make sure our realtors are happy, our cool. clients are happy, Because both are going to send us business, right? Yeah.
0: And both of those could potentially leave a bad review Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think that that's very big now with having your online presence and reviews and stuff like that. Yeah. And sometimes the people that are happy, they never leave a review, right? Like you never hear like, oh, it was an awesome experience. It was great. Mm -hmm. Like usually if things are quiet, things are going good. But that one person, if something potentially went wrong, they're out there like writing a novel, right? For the review. (laughs) Has that ever happened to you?
1: Um. Well, we've had we've had I think fake reviews. Oh, like yeah? We've had um, one fake review on our Google. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've had uh, one seller. It wasn't our client. He was the seller. Yeah. Leave a review because he wasn't happy. Because things didn't turn out quite well for him,
0: but I mean, how but our that, buyer was happy, right? Like you're <laughs> working for the buyer. Like how's that? Like well, that's what we
1: put on the we put <laughs> yeah. on the reply because we'll reply to the reviews. Yeah. But yeah, no, for real. Like oh my gosh, like online, people can bash yeah. you yeah. so bad online, and when we get that and we're uh, mindful of that, so we try to be uh, do as best we can with the client. Um, which is why I'm telling you the due diligence, you know, yeah. because if you get into a loan and you're not ready and we, or we messed up because we were rushing, man, that's not good. Because yeah. you're pissing off a bunch of people. <laughs> you're pissing off the buyer, the seller, the realtor that represents the seller, right? the realtor that represents the buyer. That's four people.
0: Yeah. You yeah. know what I would have a challenge with? If, if someone was like, they had their heart set on this house, you know, they're like in love with it. But then for whatever reason... I can't approve them. Like, what do you do in that case? Like, do you just tell them, hey, you know, we're going to keep working on this, like, come back, we'll, we'll give you these tips or like, what do you do in that situation?
1: Um, I mean, things have happened whenever people go under contract and um, something happened and we're now, now not able to meet the guidelines of mm-hmm. the loan, right? So it's just a matter of being transparent as fast as you can and just saying, hey, buyer, you know, this popped up on your, let's just say your income. Yeah. On your income, you know, um, it looks like you don't make as much as you thought that you did. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, we check all of that <laughs> how, ahead how, of time. How
0: does it, you don't you make know, as much as you thought. You should know how much you're making, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, uh, I'm just, just throwing some things out there. I mean, we do check people's income ahead of time. Yeah, But people's income changes. Um, like, it can change. Like, sure. say, for example, you work at a car dealership and you're paid a salary and then all of a sudden you get changed to commission.
2: Yeah.
1: Well you had to have one year commission. Yeah. So whenever you applied your income was this way, but now it changed to this way. So you know like stuff happens like that that yeah. you know people don't really think about, you know yeah. to tell you. So anyways, uh, things like that happen, but it's just to be open and transparent and then find solutions. Okay. Like hey, can you go back to being salaried or hey, yeah. can you get a co-signer? And then it's going back to the seller and saying, Hey, seller, I think we could fix this, give us more time. Right. So it's just being transparent with all parties. And maybe the seller says, you know what? I don't want to, I don't wanna wait. Put the house back on the market. And now your buyer does have to find something else. Yeah. So you okay. know, stuff like that happens, but it's just a matter of being transparent, saying, Hey, these are the things are happening. This is how we think we could fix it, and then just go from there.
0: Got it. Have you ever thought of going into something else? Like you ever thought of a career change or are you you like super in love with what you're doing and you're like set, like, this is what I want to do forever.
1: You know, I think that, um, I think that I, the reason why, uh, the branding is so well is because I do love what I do. Yeah. You know, I feel like if I didn't love what I did, then you wouldn't see all the things that we put out there um i really have a big passion for what i do um because it just impacts someone you know someone's yeah. home is where their kids are raised Yeah, it's
0: your biggest investment right? yeah, yeah. but it's more at than, least it more should than be because i you know? see somebody that has like this big old escalade and then the house is like okay priorities like, yeah you know.
1: well yeah exactly well that too that yeah. happens too but i feel like um uh, with Hispanic people and first-time homebuyers, it's a more of an emotional transaction, right? Mm-hmm. Where me, it's like next investment. Cause I've already bought, you know, four or five homes by now. Yeah. But for someone that's a first-time homebuyer or you know a Latino coming from, you know, this is the American dream, right? Mm-hmm. It's more of an emotional purchase. Yeah. So um, I'm fully aware of that. I'm fully uh, mindful of that. So uh, I do love what I do. Cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Very cool. So I always ask my guests to tell me something about themselves that most people don't know about them. So what would be sort of a little secret that most people don't know about you? And it could be anything, right? It could be like, hey, I have like this weird combination of food that I like to eat. (laughs) Or it could be that I listen to Britney Spears all the time or whatever. It's whatever you want to share on the podcast.
1: Okay. Uh, Wow. Putting you on the spot. (laughs) You are. Something people don't know about me. Well, I know a lot of coritos from church. Oh, yeah? That's
0: true. Yeah. You keep teasing with me. I think you want to sing. <laughs> no, I'm
1: not going to sing. <laughs> <laughs> next so time. I next think, time. Yes. Yeah. I think that uh, a lot of people don't know that, that I do know like the little coritos from yeah. church and because uh, yeah, I grew up in church, so I know a lot of those. But yeah. Cool. Okay. That's awesome. something
0: secret. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Cool. What do you, what do you think uh, for somebody that's wanting to get into the industry that you're doing, what are some of the tips or maybe what are some of the, I guess, I don't want to say warnings, that's probably too harsh, but what are some of the things to look out you know, for if you're, if you're like, hey, you know, I kind of like the mortgage industry. What are some of the tips there?
1: I mean, the mortgage industry isn't all the flash and glitter that it is with real estate. You know, they make yeah. shows about realtors. Like million-dollar listing. Million-dollar listing, right? Selling yeah. Sunset. They're not making yeah. shows about lenders. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it doesn't have all the glitz and the glam. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot. It's juggling a lot. You know, mortgages, it's a tough business to get yeah. into. But... Um, it is very rewarding. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, new bilingual mortgages, mortgage lenders out there, which is fantastic. Um, so it's always great for our, our uh, people, you know, our Hispanic people to have different people to choose from, right? Yeah. So that's always great for the community. Um, but if you're someone that's new trying to get into it, you know, definitely read up on it, you know, see if it's something that is a right fit for you um should
0: you be a numbers person or a people person both well, like what, what you had to you had be?
1: to be, have to be both, both right you have to be both and then also you know it is commission only okay. so you have to be someone that's willing to gamble on yourself
0: like only like there's no base no no, no. Okay.
1: so it is very similar to like the real estate industry yeah. where realtors are commission only so is lending okay. unless you work for like a bank or a credit union, sure. they tend to give you salaries and things like that. But a licensed mortgage lender, because I can move my license anywhere, like a realtor can. Okay, like I can tomorrow, I can say now I'm with this mortgage company. Got you know, it. I can do that at the any states point. States
0: too, you could like go. Different I can go license or...
1: in different states. I can do all okay. of that. That's called a licensed mortgage lender. Okay, um, people that work at credit unions and banks don't have to have. A, a mortgage license like okay. I do because they're covered under the umbrella of the bank or the credit union. Okay. But if you get someone that's a licensed lender, like we have to take so many hours of education, we have to pass a test, we have to pass an FBI test. Oh, really? Like, yeah, they put oh, us wow. through all of that. So know, know who you're working with. Okay. So you're working with someone that's nationally licensed and uh, commission only. Got it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. What about that someone that already has a house, but they sort of want to be maybe in more in the entrepreneur side where they want to maybe flip homes or do stuff oh, like fun. that? How, like, do they go to traditional lending to do that? Or like, what are some of the ways to get capital for that? Do you know?
1: Wow. So if you're someone that wants to flip homes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I know that there are uh, commercial lenders out there. So okay. most people that want to flip homes are not going to go through me. I'm more of a residential lending person. Okay. But if you're someone that wants to make a business out of it, it's called commercial lending. So then you would go to a bank and say, "Okay, I want to buy this property and I'm going to flip it." And you most likely have to have 20% down. Okay. you have to have some skin in the game.
2: Yeah. And then they'll
1: lend you the money to do that. Cool. So if you show a history of doing that, you know, uh, in doing it well, some of those yeah. banks will open up lines of credit for you. Okay. So it is something that you can you can do. You just have to start small, right? Got it. Get that 20% uh, saved up, start with your first one, and then just build from there. Okay. So your actual, your home could be used as collateral to do that. So if your home has equity, you can actually use that as collateral. So a lot of people start off with their own home.
0: That's a cool tip. Yeah,
1: yeah. So definitely know what what your homes in your area are selling for because that gives you an idea of how much your home is valued for.
0: What's the best way to do that? Do you recommend like Zillow or something like that? Like is that? Zillow your own home. Okay.
1: And then you can, and then Zillow will pop up hey, this home sold for this, this home for that. You kind of get an idea of, oh, okay, this is what the market's doing in my neighborhood.
0: Yeah. I can't remember if it was Zillow or another company, but I saw somewhere where they were buying homes and sort of like, you know, manipulating prices. Did you ever read about that? So
1: I have heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like they would buy
0: like a house that was like super cheap. Right. And then the next one, like, Pay more for it to bring the value. Value the up. Other yes, one. sneaky. So they were kind of. Mal- I don't know if it was Zillow or, or who. I don't want to put yeah. them on blast. Like yeah. I don't remember who, but I saw where one of those like listing sites were doing that. And they wow,
1: got wow, so. that's crazy. <laughs> or you know, you use a realtor that you bought the house with. Okay, you can always hit up that realtor and just say, hey, what are my house values at nowadays and cool. they can do that for you yeah
0: because yeah. you probably never want to be the most expensive home in the neighborhood right like that's not yeah or thing.
1: overdone they always say like don't like put marble countertops Yeah, you know? like they're yeah. just don't be the most overdone either yeah. you know
0: do you agree that to add value it's always kitchens and bath is that like the way to go or what? yeah I always say that yeah, yeah
1: kitchens kitchens number one and then most people whenever they redo their home they're always re- they do redo the flooring the painting yeah. and then the kitchen okay yeah
0: Cool. I like that. Well, any other <laughs> tips or anything for, you know, people that are considering buying a home, anything that you would recommend for them?
1: I mean, I would say make a firm decision of this is what you want to do and then contact me and then we'll let you know if you're ready. Cool. And if you're not ready, we'll tell you what you can do. So I think the number one area where a lot of home buyers aren't able to buy is because of their credit. Okay. You know, because just because they just didn't know what to do to make credit or they didn't know that some things were harmful to their credit. So I think that's the biggest hurdle right now with home home ownership is the lack of knowledge and credit. Okay. So um, I would say if you are somebody that wants to buy a home, educate yourself on your own credit, see what you've got going on. And then from there, start establishing credit. Awesome. So, um, I always recommend nowadays it is great for young people because you have a lot more availability to see what's happening with your credit, right? You have the Credit Karma app, the Experian app. So, you get to actually see what's on your credit. And then also you have uh, tools available like rentalkarma.com, which I love that website. So what that is, that if you are paying rent somewhere, uh-huh. you can actually pay for rental karma to report that history on your credit report.
0: Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah, because typically that doesn't get reported it to doesn't. help history, right? Yeah, and you can yeah. be paying
1: rent on time for years and you uh-huh. never get credit for it. Got it. So you can actually pay rental karma to do that.
0: Does uh, the rental uh, company have to agree to do that? Yes, or? they have
1: to be willing to communicate with rental karma. Okay. And say, yes, they paid the rental time or no, they
0: didn't. Okay. Is there an incentive for them to do that or not really? Just,
1: <laughs> they, yeah. No, yeah. Okay. I don't think so. So
0: hopefully your, your rental. your is landlord yeah. is
1: is willing to respond back to that. Okay. Yeah, but the consumer pays for that. Okay. And the rental karma does that. Cool. So that's that's things that were not available when yes. I first started in the business. Yeah. These are things that are available now. You can have uh, your utilities reported. Okay. I mean, that that's awesome so get out there get educated read what you can and then once you decide yes i want to be buy a home or i want to be a homeowner start working on that credit that rental history you know if you get paid cash file it on your taxes yeah because it could hurt your two-year work history if you don't report that and
0: i think that's probably the the difficult you know piece for an entrepreneur, right? Because uh-huh. you can write off a lot of things, right? Yes. So that's sort of like, if you're trying to show income, uh-huh. that can sort of be a double-edged sword there, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then you have a lot of young kids that get paid cash and they're like, well, I can't, I worked for my theol cutting yards and I, he could pay me cash, Yeah. even though they worked. So that's something that they could file on their tax returns. That way we could show the underwriter, Hey, look, they you know, did this job for this certain amount of time. Here's the tax return. Yeah. So um, anyways, it's just, you know, uh, asking those questions and documenting everything, documenting everything.
0: Cool. Yeah. So we've covered your, your workout. We covered your, your <laughs> lending, your passion. Uh-huh. What about all these other external organizations that you're a part of? Like you mentioned the LCDA, like oh, tell yeah. us a little bit of like what you do, like outside of everything else, like with all these organizations you're involved with.
1: Um, so I've tried to, to limit the organizations when it, you know, cause when it comes to time, you have to be able to, to, uh, prioritize. So I'm part of the Latino community development agency. And if you don't know who the Agencia Latina is, definitely look into it.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, it is a great organization that really focuses on health. And I think the best thing that they're focusing on as well as mental health. Okay. You know, right now, that's a really big, hot topic yeah. is mental health.
0: And in our community, we never talk about we it. We never right? talk about no, it. No, llores. <laughs> no
1: llores. No llores. estás llorando. si
0: pasa algo, por pendejo. But
1: yeah, right? Get over yeah. it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to start crying. You're going to trigger
0: all this stuff. <laughs> it's
1: true, though. Yeah. And um, But the Latino agency has been servicing the mental health uh, area of the Latino community in Oklahoma City for years. Yeah years and um so it's a great organization it's nonprofit. you know one thing that we have to start doing as latinos is getting into the habit of donating very true we donate to church but other than that that's our capacity yeah
0: and even if it, it doesn't necessarily have to be monetary right like right. you could, could put in your time, time right
1: absolutely yeah. so as lat as a latina that's one thing that i had to learn Throughout my experience with nonprofits, is be a giving person and have yeah. that spirit of giving. So um, I give to the Latino agency uh, every year. I'm part of the board, so I give my time as well. So I challenge, you know, Latinos that are in this area. If, I mean, Latinos in Oklahoma City, if you're doing well and your business is doing well yes, give to your church, continue to do that. But also look at these amazing organizations within your own community that need your resources. 1000%. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're all taking these vacations and driving these nice cars, our businesses are flourishing. Yeah. But what are we doing to help our community. Right. right. So, and then
0: if you think about when you were young, how cool uh-huh. would it been to see somebody doing the thing that you are now? Right. Like yeah. to sort of see like, oh, wow, there's like this person that, you know, looks like me, comes from <laughs> the same similar background. Yeah. And they're a leader and they're doing all these cool things. Right.
1: You know, I'm you know, that's funny that you bring that up because when I started in this business, I told you there was hardly any Latino real estate professionals. Yeah. Um, so I got to try, I was lucky I was able to travel to Washington, D.C.
0: And that's where you kind of saw. Oh, like my God. It opened stuff. my eyes. Yeah.
1: Because I, uh, it was an executive from a mortgage company that invited me. He's like, come to the Washington, D.C. We're having the National Association of Real Estate Professional, um, political conference. Okay. So this one had to actually do with policy Very cool. That could help the Latino become a homeowner.
0: That's awesome.
1: So it was so cool. So I walked in and I have never seen so many Latino professionals in my life. Yeah. And it blew me away. That's very cool. It blew me away. So um, I've been very fortunate to be exposed to that. You know, I got to get out of Oklahoma City, go somewhere else, see that kind of environment. And it's motivated me and it has uh, introduced me to some amazing minds and I've awesome. been very lucky. I've
0: been very cool. lucky. Cool. We are getting the signal here that we were hitting our <laughs> mark. So I know it feels like we just started talking and we have yeah. so much to talk about. Yeah. So we'll definitely have to invite you back. But awesome. before we let you go, uh-huh. just go ahead and plug in your social one more time. Where can people find you? You know, plug in all your social and, and your telephone, whatever you want to share with the, with the audience.
1: Okay, so my name is Julia Dame I'm with the Adame team. Uh, we do mortgages and we would love to facilitate you whenever you are ready to buy or refinance your home. You can reach us uh, directly at 405-474-4114. Find us on Instagram at Adame.team and on Facebook at Adame Team. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for being thank on the you. podcast. I know you're super busy <laughs> and you probably like, man, I have to be in the gym right now or something, <laughs> right? Like you want to work out. So yeah. thank you for sharing your time with us. Yeah. It's been awesome. Thank you. We'll definitely have to have you back. So yeah, for sure. anytime that you have a new project or whatever you want to come awesome. you know, visit, just yeah. let us know for sure. So, Okay. Thank, thank you, you for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the amazing Julia Adame. <laughs>